welcome to another episode of A Chat with Kat. I am your host, Catherine. And today um, I have a very, very special guest today to come and chat with me um, for you guys to listen to a great conversation. So I'm going to allow her to introduce herself and tell us a little bit of what she does. Hi, Kat and her amazing listeners. Thank you for having me on your podcast. I am Crystal Day. I am from the beautiful island of Kingston. I'm from Jamaica and um, I am a Jesus girl. I I'm a mother of one beautiful daughter, and I always am mentor to many. I am a Christian life coach. I mostly operate in the space as a book coach and monetization coach, though. Um, I operate my own publishing company for the last full time for the last four and a half years. I am a award-winning Amazon best-selling author of nine books, and I'm an international speaker. So that's kind of a little bit about me. I love food. I love wearing pink heels. Um, it, it's my superpower. And um, yeah, I love people. You know, I love to just empower people. I love to just see women, especially, you know, just be the best that God has called them to be and go after all that he has in store for them. So that's a little bit about me. Yes, that is amazing. That is amazing. I love to hear of another Black woman just walking in her calling, walking in her power, and also using it to encourage and help build other women. So that is definitely, definitely amazing. And I thank you for coming on, you know, chatting with me. Um, I definitely appreciate that. So um, normally I start my podcast off with the question of the day. So the question is, what is one of the hardest realities you have had to face? Ooh, that's a hard one. Um, that's a that's a hard one. So I I kind of feel like I they, all right. So I grew up um you know fairly poor. Um, I grew up you know in a lot of financial lack, but you know I always tell people that I was rich in love. You know my parents and I have a good relationship. My siblings and I have a good relationship. What I think, though, I've been a very harsh reality was actually when I came into church and for me, you know, believing that, hey, you know, most of us in church, you know, everybody has everybody best interest at heart, etc. But the level of um, flesh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm using a very light word to just know that there are so many people that are in the body of Christ that are not as loving as they ought to be, that are, you know, mm. not as um, yeah, as Christ-like as they ought to be, did come as a little shock to me. I know that people are people, but I, I in my mind, um, it, I thought that, you know, everybody would have your best interest at heart, especially when you become a minister, etc. And the harsh thing that I had to face was, hey, this is not the truth. People are people. You know, some people do desire the best for you, but there are other people that are dealing with their own things and they just can't see the best. So as a result of initially that culture shock, I know have to learn to guard my heart and, you know, manage my expectations of people, whether they're church people or not. But, you know, I still love the body of Christ. I believe amazing people are on the body are in the body of Christ, but I also have learned to be able to manage that expectation. Mm, that's a good one. That is so um, crazy. I was just talking to my, um, one of my other, one of my friends, and we were talking about that um, when we first started our journey um, with God and how, you know, you go to church and you know, you, like you say, you think 
because everyone is in church and we're all walking this walk of Christ that everyone is not not necessarily perfect but you would think that you know when it comes to certain things it's like okay they should know like you know not to do this or not to do that or whatever and then in church it's like you realize like we are all still human we all still make mistakes we all like no one and just because we're all in church doesn't mean like we do everything perfect or that you know we're we're aspiring to be like Christ but we're not necessarily you know at that level so that was that was something that I had to learn too um but for me I would say thus far because you know I'm still young so (laughs) thus far one of the hardest uh, realities I think I had to face was um, really understanding that people um, do not approach things like me. Like I, I find myself to be a le- very loving, caring person, and I would react to a situation a certain way. But when other people don't react that same way, like I expect people to act loving and caring. But when I see that they don't, I'm just like, so it's, it's kind of like similar to what you said, but it's like, I'm expecting this person to treat this situation, even if it's like me and other person a certain way, because I would do it. Like, that's always my thing, man. I would be like, I would do it this way. Like, why wouldn't they do it this way? Because I'm assuming that my way is the better way. But yeah, I had to realize that everybody is not going to be, everybody is not going to, to do things that the way that I think I would do it, or I shouldn't expect people to act the way I would act. And I think that was a hard, I would say a hard reality for me, because like I said, I'm thinking I'm so loving, I'm so caring. So then why people are not treating situations or acting a certain way, being loving and caring. So that, I would say that was a, a hard reality that I had to face um, and still kind of facing today, but you know, it's getting better. It's getting better. <laughs> but um, all right. So today's topic, uh, we're going to be talking about overcoming insecurity um, and how helping sharing stories um, will basically be um, a stepping stone for people to help them overcome their insecurities. So let's get into it. So my um, first question is, where would you say your insecurities, like if you had to say, I, thinking back, like where would you think that your insecurities kind of like started or they like stemmed from? Where would you, where, where do you think? Oh, that's a good one. Kat, you're, you are digging deep today, man. Um, so, all right. So it's very hard for me to say what's one place. I do believe that there are f- fairly few factors that I can think about. Um, one, I do believe part of it, and I love my father to death, but um, I do believe that growing up, he was very hard on me um, mm-hmm. in terms of to get do very well. And as a result, sometimes it felt like, I'm always, I had to perform very well or do very well for to, 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 to gain that daddy's, you know, applause. Right. So part of me kind of grew up, you know, always trying to get his applause and trying to be the best and do the best so I can get in a, his applause. In doing this, though, um, in the areas that I fell short, it mm-hmm. made me starting to compare or not feel good enough. And that's what insecurity is, is you feeling good enough, you feeling inadequate, you almost, you know, just getting caught up in that imposter syndrome of saying, can I, will I, should I kind of thing. Another part of it is um, I do believe that, you know, growing up again, I guess because part of me always try for excellence. I had people around me, friends sometimes that seem to be very jealous and 
again, it, it made me this habit of always dimming my life and dimming my light and feeling like, hey, if I don't dim my light, then I'm not accepted, right? And then because you're always dimming your light, you're not being you and you're always feeling like the you that you are putting out there is not enough. And the final thing is, I would say, my like, I being my own critic, meaning um, me looking at other persons and saying, hey, but she's better than that. She's doing, you know, um, better at, at this than me. Who am I? You know, and then coming in the church, you always hear, oh, you're a sinner saved by grace. So on top of your own insecurities, then you are being taught that, hey, you are not good enough because you're a sinner. You are not good enough because you are, you know, like, right, so right. I feel like it was a compound effect and it's, it's, it took a journey for God to kind of peel back these layers to remind me that I am enough. Mm, that's good. That's good. That is that is so true. How you were saying, like you start it start it can start off with one thing, but until it's it's almost like until you heal from that one thing, the more things that just keep piling up on top of it because it's like you had the 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 insecurity you said with trying to get approval from your dad or feeling like you're enough in his eye, then to the church, then to your friends, then to, so like it, it's like a ripple effect basically of like. Um, and, and also being young, too. I mean, like when we're younger, we're like, well, we're young. So how do we what, where do we even start to even, you know, like heal from certain insecurities? Um, because for me, it was the same like growing up. I want to say it was for my dad, but it was me. It was generally just anybody like I just felt like I had to always prove myself. I felt like I had to always get this acceptance from people in order to feel like I was actually worth anything or like that I actually was achieving anything. I felt like if I didn't get the approval from family, friends, sometimes even people that didn't even know me, like if I would uh, share something and, and I felt like people didn't accept it for me, it was just like, okay, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I didn't do that right. Or maybe, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, for me, definitely was when I, I can, I can say what I was thinking back, probably like eight years old, I can remember it that young feeling like I needed to fit in, feeling like I needed to, to be around this, this these certain group of people to feel like I was included in something. Um, and then, of course, growing up, it just got worse when it got into like high school, early 20s. And, and, since, and in some senses now, even being in my um, 30s, I'm, I do still find myself still struggling with some insecurities, but definitely from younger till now, I could definitely see the growth and the change in it all. Um, you know, definitely, like you say, once God, once I allow God to come in and, you know, change things for me, you, I could definitely see the growth in that. So what a blessing. <laughs> yeah. And, and to add, um, to be honest, if we, many of us be honest, depending on, you know, the kind of school we attended, then I was, I had a lot of acne, right? So mm -hmm. I was teased continuously, um, throughout high school. So you felt like you weren't pretty. Um, right. you know, you, you didn't have the nicest area, didn't have the nicest things. So again, and one of the things I want people to know, because sometimes we think about insecurity, we just think about physical, right? But right. insecurity, um, is, the, the root of many other things that's happening in our lives, the procrastination of the vision, the fear to step out there, the comparison, the, per, the, the, the inadequacy that you feel. Um, there's just so many fruit that insecurity, right? And in my book, their insecurity, that's what I wanted to tackle, Kat, because 
I felt that even though, like I had to sit down and even though people would see me online and say, but Crystal is doing this and Crystal is doing that. I know I was operating on my, below my potential because I felt like if I really just be me, it would not be enough. It wouldn't be accepted. I would be judged, etc. You know, and that's that's a, that's for many of us. We can uh, we can relate to. We can relate to. Wow, I have this. You, I'm sure. You, well, when I was starting my podcast, I had the idea for a podcast like two or three years before, and I kept saying, "But I don't pro- talk properly, and who is going to listen?" And you know, and that is insecurity just keeping in to just tell me oh part of you is not good enough girl you know um and a woman can relate to that that is so crazy um because it was the same for me um with with starting a podcast like before this I actually had a radio show while I was completing my degree at, at my college and I had a radio show and it took me forever. Like the person that was in charge of radio show, like, what are you waiting for? Let's go. I'm just sitting there like, um, I don't think that one is going to want to listen to what I got to say. I, I want to do it. But that part of me is like, I don't think nobody really is going to be listening to this. And when I when I actually started it, you know, I was asking people to come on. People were coming on and like people like I was getting really great feedback. So after I graduated, I was like, okay, I really would like to continue this. But then when I got to starting a podcast at first, it was the same thing. Although I already did the radio show, the same insecurities came back again. Like you starting this podcast, nobody's going to listen. Nobody's going to tune in. Why are you doing this? Nobody want to listen to what you have to say. And when I started it, of course, you know, in the beginning, the numbers are low. You can see, you know, you check your algorithm, see who's listening, like how many people are watching, whatever. And they were low. So again, my insecurities, I stopped. I had stopped for a minute. Like I stopped recording podcasts because I'm like, nobody is listening. I'm getting like two views an episode. Like I'm posting it, I'm sharing it. And it was just so crazy. But then after a while, I'm just like, okay, I got to the point where I'm like, all right, it's time to share these stories. I was bringing people on. Like now have you on, you're sharing your story. Like people are sharing their stories. And that was the thing for me. Um, But yeah, my insecurities definitely still to this day, (laughs) still to this day, I will wait to start something or wait to to do, like you say, procrastination. For me, that's a big thing that I'm overcoming today is procrastinating from my mind (laughs) telling me like, and part of myself telling me, you know, you, you can't do this, you know, you shouldn't do this because of this, or you sound crazy talking about this, or that topic, not really, nobody really listening to that, or like whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, insecurities are, are, are big, <laughs> are big, are big. So have, have you, I mean, we kind of touched on it. So with, with dealing with insecurities, do you think that you have, that it has stopped you in a lot of cases from moving forward, like, you know, accomplishing, taking on opportunities or stopped you from, you know, doing, um, doing things? Of course. <laughs> um, definitely, definitely. It has, um, again, in many areas of my life. One thing, though, and this is where, you know, again, in the book where um, that I wrote about their insecurity, even write, I tell people, even putting my face on the cover of the book, mm-hmm. I had an insecure moment because I'm like, you know, I'm not, you know, because I'm a publisher, I know a lot about the book marketing and the book industry. And mm-hmm. most of the time, it's not advisable to put your face on the cover if you're not popular because nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. And because I know that, 
just theoretically, um, I struggled to put my, my face on the cover, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I had to go through that moment, but if I put my face on the cover, probably won't sell as much, you know, probably just let it generate. And, you know, I had to kind of say, you know, Crystal, no, no, you're going to, you're going to put your face because this is now you speaking to insecurity and saying bye, bye insecurity. You understand? Like their insecurity, bye. You will not, you will not tell me that I'm not beautiful enough. You will not tell me that I'm not popular enough. You will not tell me that my books won't sell because my face is on it. It's a powerful message. And I know that God wants it out there, wants a woman to have this conversation and you're going to just do it. And so um, there are many, I mean, I can opportunities, but one of the things I can definitely say that has helped me, which is what the Lord told me about how to deal with insecurity, because a lot of times we hear insecurity, we think, oh, we just need more confidence. We just need more courage. We need more, you know, and the Lord said, no, you, the main, the antidote for insecurity is identity. When you know who you are, when you know whose you are, then you can walk out fully in that. When you know that you are not competing against podcasts and you you have a podcast, you can understand that both of you can operate in the space and show up mightily and impact life, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And that's come from the identity piece, knowing that because God has called me, knowing that because God has equipped me, that I deserve to to do and be all that he has called me to be. So the antidote of insecurity is identity. And when you get that, that's when when I started to walk into that is the more that I can be obedient, which is the other thing that made me even when I am in, insecure about something, I walk it out because of obedience, because one, I know that my obedience is not just for me. It is for your listeners that are listening right now that can say, hey, I can relate to insecurities. Um, I can relate to something that Kat has said, something that Crystal has said. I can relate that vulnerability is not just for me. It is for the woman. Um, and of course, you know, some men that may listen that God has called you to serve. Yes, I love that. You kind of just went right into the sec- the next question with your answer <laughs> because I was going to ask, you know, in what ways like do you feel like you have started to over or have overcome your insecurities and you know I one is, you know, like you said, recognizing your identity, learning who you are and really walking in that. Cause that is, that is definitely something that, you know, unfortunately it doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, I think that even like, even talking to young, younger people, like they are, a lot of young people are struggling with knowing who they are under, like really learning who they are as an individual and walking in that. Um, because when I was growing up, I don't remember ever, no one ever sent me down talking to me about, all right, Cash, try to, you you have to use this life to discover, you know, who you are, know what you, know what you possess, all those things, even learning your identity in Christ, who God sees me as, all that stuff. I didn't ever have that kind of discussion. I think probably when I got into my like mid twenties, that, that was like a discussion and it was in church. It was like, I was a part of a young adult ministry. 
And that was the, those like they did a series on it. Like it was more so like understanding your um, identity in Christ, but just in your identity in general as well. You know, so I yeah, that was that that is something that does not get talked about a lot. We just go through life and we just think that, you know, OK, this is me. This is this is what I can do. But it's just so much deeper than that, because I feel like once you do discover yourself, once you understand your identity, then a lot of things that you that you're faced with, not saying that it won't affect you, but it wouldn't affect you as much you know like it wouldn't really bring you down so 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 low because I know who I am I know <laughs> like I know God says I'm a child of the kingdom so I already know certain attacks from the enemy is like all right yeah you did that but I'm gonna move forward you know so but in in other ways how have you took the time to really you know sit and and work on you know overcoming um a lot of your insecurities yeah. So one of the things I think one, it starts and I love what you said, you know, that conversation about who I am, of course, in the baby call way, but also in the personal development way. And of course, in the professional way, because one, because the truth is many of us don't want to admit, but many of you are struggling with this self-criticism before. If somebody say to you, hey, cat, I love your ear style. Oh, this ear style, I have it in long time. So you already, you know, start to get defensive. Also, you see somebody in something and you say, but um, no, you know, that pink top don't fit her. You know, that's our spirit, that jealousy coming out. Of course, yeah. um, they, they feel small thinking, who am I to deserve that? Who am I to buy that car? Who am I to even dream that, right? Also, if you start finding that you're over-apologizing, you know, I have friends and um, that, you know, everything, that, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, what are you sorry for? You know, right. I'm sorry. And if you are very unforgiving, um, you fear success. So you're afraid to dream big because you fear success, but you also fear failure. Some of you are so um, stuck in the people pleasing mode, right? Mm -hmm. Validation. You're you're uh, you're feeling guilty for your success. I'm sure can, probably you can relate to that. You don't want yeah. to say anything, you know, like oh, you know, oh my God, my podcast increased to a hundred listeners. You're afraid to put it out there because you probably know somebody that they're still getting the two and three views. Mm -hmm. So I just these that's just some example in the book. I listed more, but if you can look and you say, wow, wow, I can relate to quite a few of these. These are insecurity. We don't want to admit, but these things are stem from insecurity. Now, outside of the identity, there are other ways that um, I've learned to, to deal with it. Um, and I mean, you'd have to read a book to kind of see more. But one, defining success for yourself, right? Because, again, growing up, I most of my my idea of success was whatever it is that made my father feel more proud of me, right? Becoming mm -hmm. a lawyer um, or something that you know he would think that is more, you know, that career oriented kind of thing that makes me. So when I started to realize, hey, you know what? Um, no, I like business. I like entrepreneurship. I want to help people. I want to become a speaker. I want to become an author. And even though these are not quote unquote careers that, you know, we are traditional, um, this is how I want to impact people. So once I started to define myself, define success for myself, then I stopped um, caring so much about the approval of others. Another one is um, learning to journal the vision, right? So what is that big, 
big life looks like for you, right? What does that vision look like for you? And realizing that you deserve it. You deserve to live the best life that you can live. Um, another one that came to, came to mind is talking about your gifts, right? Gift discovering what is it that are my strengths? Because the truth is many of us, if I say to you, what are your weaknesses? We can say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, just like that. I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't cook, I can't, you know? But if I say, you know, what are your strengths? Uh, right. Uh, uh, you know, um, that's, I can tell you that's because I've been coaching women since 2016. So I can tell you this is a struggle. Saying your gifts, no matter, you don't need to can sing. But guess what? You can cook well, right? Yes. I mean, you have people that with the gift of cleaning, you know, when they clean the house. Yep, me. I know, I know I don't have the gift of cleaning and I love everybody that does, you know, so just discovering that gift. And I think the final one that I would probably share right now is crying is allowed. Um, mm. This for me was very hard for writing my book because I am very... I'm very tough. I'm very, you know, like, yeah, like I'm not very soft or emotional and stuff. But then most of us are afraid to cry or allow our emotions because we see it as a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. But then the truth is crying is also a sign of surrender. Crying can be a sign of, you know, just extreme um, gratitude. I don't know if things have happened to you. I remember when I won the award, my first um, award in Baltimore for my first book, and I cried like 50, more than about 30 minutes straight. And it was a gratitude cry, you know? Mm -hmm. But the truth is, Crystal before would not be seen in crying in public. But mm -hmm. in that moment, I just, I've learned to not care so much about that and not see crying as a weakness. Um, just see it as, hey, you know, I need to let out this feeling. So those are some of the things I believe that as women that are trying to just that God has called us to be, to be women of impact, women of purpose. And I know the persons that are listening to this podcast, they can relate. That's what they desire. Most women that I know, they don't just want to live a self-centered life. They want to live a life where they can take care of their family, that they can, you know, enjoy life with their husband, that they can be financially stable. They like, they want to impact the next generation. They want to be mentors. And they, that's how many, but they're afraid because they have allowed insecurity to hold them back for so long. Mm, that's good. That is so true. So you talk about, you know, being an author, being a speaker, um, you know, doing your podcast and just being a person that is out here getting, trying to get women to overcome their securities and get to that next level in their life. So within doing that, do have you had people like come up to you and say how inspired they have been with you sharing your story through your books, through speaking, you know, through any, anything that you've done to be able to, you know, reach people in that, in that way. Definitely. Almost every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, here's what I want somebody to, to, to know is that again, I started out feeling like I can't write well. I can't speak well. Mm -hmm. Um, just like everybody has Instagram following was zero. <laughs> Right. When I started on Facebook, when I started my email list, it was zero. So like everybody else that's list, I want you to know that like everybody else, I went through this season of will anybody listen? Will anybody like I did. But again, 
you must, I, I've, I got to a place where I'm like, listen, if one person is impacted, the word mm-hmm. of God says that he left the 99 and go for the one. And I yeah. saw value in one. So if I can, I don't see like, oh, 6,000 Instagram followings as, oh my God, I have 6,000 Instagram. I want 10,000. No, okay. I see it as 6,000 lives. Oh my God. Like picture 6,000 persons standing in front of your cat. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> like, no, some of us see 10 people standing in front of us and we're like, oh my God, 10. Right. Listen, imagine, imagine having 10 brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you ever been at a family barbecue with 20 people? Yes. I know. So you can imagine if you have 20 followers impacting 20 followers. Come on now. So right. it starts. So, yes, on a date to answer your question every day i mean i can give you stories upon stories of you know people that i don't know i'm just walking up to me i mean teachers that taught me in high school or basic school or i mean it's so all right this is probably a good example so um my mom lives in florida right Mm -hmm. and i don't know i think i put up our picture somewhere on on my uh, for her birthday and somebody next door her our her workplace saw her and said hold on you your daughter is crystal day and mommy's like oh, yeah and she's like oh do you know my daughter it's like she just put you up for your birthday and because you know they lit the work next door and right. she was saying to my mommy oh my god like i love her i love her please when she come back here i want to meet her and my mom was looking like no, this is so serious. Like, like <laughs> it's so crazy. My brother, I mean, another story is my brother recently, he lives in New York and he was at a party, like a party, because mm-hmm. he's not saved. And a guy walked up to him and said, no, you don't know me, but I know your sister and I love your sister. And my mm-hmm. brother is like, you don't know my sister. And he's like, yes, your sister is the author, the Christian Jesus girl. And my brother is like calling me like, no. No, you are officially famous because, you know, so, and I don't, I, it don't get to my head. It just, I just say to God be all the glory because the truth is yeah. I, we yeah. don't know what you're, you don't know, cat. Somebody might never say to you, but somebody's talking about the podcast that you have. They might not say to you, right. but they are talking about it to somebody else. And that's why we don't focus on numbers. We don't focus on anything but the impact that we can have. Yes. And that and that is so important because like like I said earlier, you know, for me, it was like oh, only two views. But like you said, that's two people that listen to my podcast that could be affected in a positive way by my podcast. So and like and also, like you said, in the beginning, we have so much insecurities about how we don't think we're we don't think that we speak well. We don't think that we might reach these people. We don't think we write well, whatever the case may be. But a lot of stories in the Bible, like a lot of those people were technic would be technically not equipped for the job. But God did not use them based on, you know, oh, just because you can't speak well. OK, I can still use you. We don't have to yes. be perfect in a perfect right. position or feel like we we think we're not in a perfect position. But to God is like, no, you're perfect now. You're positioned you for purpose. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, yeah, that is so good. And like you said, seeing um, uh, 10 people out of <laughs> like that's a lot of people. But God called us called you and each each and every person that you know even the people that come to you and say that they're touched and they're now that's positively impacting them to want to get to their call so that they can reach because like you said earlier you want to start a podcast and there's thousands of people doing podcasts but your podcast is going to touch 
people that those other thousand podcasts won't touch. You're going to have a listening base that those other podcasts won't. And they need to hear your voice. They need this story right here. This this podcast, this session right here. People need to hear this. So imagine if you never start your podcast, the voices that the, the people that won't hear it, that needed to hear it, you know? So, yeah. So it's so important that we re- we see it as the people, not the numbers, um, because, again, God could have you on this earth just to touch two people, you know, like that might be your calling Two people. He wanted you to touch two people. And that's it. We think that we're supposed to be on this earth touching hundreds and thousands of people. No, you might just be put here to touch two people, three people, four people. And your numbers might be low. But you still did your job because that's yes, yeah. You know what came to mind a while ago? You know the story they always talk about the story of Jabez, right? Mm -hmm. And in the Bible, in Chronicles, it just said Jabez, um, you know, prayed to the Lord and said, "Enlarge my territory and etc." Right? No, we nothing else in the Bible mentioned Jabez. So the truth is, to Jabez, he probably died feeling like, um, okay. You know, I didn't have this big right. impact. But come on, look how much years after we are still talking right. about the prayer of James, right? Because right. the word of God says that, you know, when his mom named, yeah, mom naming, it was pain. So it was a reflection. He felt like he was a pain to his parents and everybody for so long, right? Mm-hmm. That's why he's saying, God, just bless me. Bless me indeed. Enlarge my territory, Lord. Just, just mm-hmm. you know, um, he's like begging God and just like we heard nothing more about Jabez. It's not like Moses that, you know, Moses' name come up again. Like his name did not mention again. But guess what? We are talking about it right now. Still talking about it. Still talking about it. So that's what impact looks like. Yes, yes. So we have come to the end of our podcast. And I usually close out by having my guest or if it's just me, myself, um, and leave encouraging words for the listeners. So, Crystal, I would like you to encourage anybody who's listening that is struggling with overcoming their insecurities. Someone is just at this point where they're stuck and they just don't know what to do next. Hmm. All right. So um, the first thing that I would say is just remind you that you are positioned for purpose where you are at is where God wants you to be the word of God says that the steps of a good man slash one are ordered by the Lord so even our missteps are still in God's plan so I want to remind you that you are in position for purpose where you are at you're not too young you're not too old you're not um yet no matter any excuse I want you to just shut your eye and say that excuse I'm not and I want you to mark it out and say I am purposed right because you are purpose you can no matter in your job in your ministry in your family where you are at you know you there is a a, a there's a way that you can impact people that's one secondly i want you to know that you are valuable right i know that people might say otherwise i know that you might feel otherwise sometimes because the enemy will plant seed but i want you to know that you are valuable right you add value like god do not put spare people like he doesn't have spare tires he doesn't have spare people you are valuable so i want somebody to know that i want that to sink in your 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 system right and then i want you to think about what is it that is holding me back from being that best that i can be who do i need to become right i need to practice better um you know health 
health and lifestyle because sometimes I feel out of breath. Sometimes I feel too tired. I know I'm not eating properly. Like who do I need to become so that I can show up um, how I desire and how I feel like God is calling me to, to show up. Um, so those are three main things that I'm hearing in my spirit that I, I, I would want to encourage somebody. You are purpose or your position for purpose. You are valuable, right? Because God don't have spare people. So you are truly valuable. And third, who do ask yourself? Who do I need to become, right? No matter what has been said about you, no matter what you have done, you, have, you are not disqualified. Where you are at is where God wants you to be and that you can add value. And then the final thing I would say is go and get a copy of my book, Their Insecurity. Um, it is, you know, truly a manual. It's not me, right? It is a Holy Spirit minister to me because it still ministers to me still, right? And it will, one, help to identify which area of your life is you know, dealing with that insecurity and also we give you different tools, practical, practical tools that you can do. And, you know, you have journal prompts and things like that, where you are able to know, sit down and analyze and process how can I be the best that you can be so it's a it's a guide it's their insecurity a woman's guide to release that self-doubt and boldly activate your God-given gifts so I believe that it will be a blessing to you and again I Kat, I just want to thank you so, so, so much for this conversation. Um, you know, what you are doing, again, is amazing. I've, you know, the, I, I listened to one shout out to Andromeda, right? I love that episode that you did with her. And, yeah. you know, I want you to know that what you are doing also, you are purpose, you are valuable, and your gift is needed in the world. Thank you so, so much for that. And thank you, too, for coming on and, you know, sharing your story continuously. Um, I do, before I close out, close out, I want you to just, you know, share where you can be reached. I will also put it in the um, the notes section of the podcast. So just in case, you know, people didn't catch it. But if you can just briefly share, you know, where your books are, where people can reach you on social media, you know, whatever you, however people can get to get in t- contact with you. I mean, I, I tell people my ministry is on social media. So I'm always on Facebook. I'm always on Instagram. So please reach out to me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm also tapping into the LinkedIn space. So definitely, you know, you can add me on LinkedIn. And just also if you, you know, um, just let me know that you connect with me through Cat's um, podcast. And, you know, I would love to connect with you. My books are on Amazon. Once you type in Crystal Day, it's a crystal with a C and day with a E-D-A-Y-E, as clear as day. Um, and, you know, you can just connect with me there. My website, www.com day like um crystal day.com and if you're you know interested to write a book publish a book monetize a book um definitely you can reach out to me at daylight d-a-y-e-l-i-g-h-d daylightpublishers.com so i'm all over social media once you google me you'll find me so yes Yes, yes. So make sure you guys reach out. Um, Again, she's an amazing, amazing woman, and she is out here to help change lives in this world. So thank you again, Crystal, for coming on. And thank you guys for tuning in to a chat with Kat. And I will see you later. Bye. Bye.